this is where the magic happens. I'm not going to laugh this time. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for that. Hi, I'm Angela. I'm a psychic and a witch and an empath. Ryan, do you want to introduce yourself next? Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Are we all introducing ourselves? Uh, We will introduce you. Okay. Um, My name is Ryan. I am a stand-up comedian, uh, paranormal investigator, empath, Mm -hmm. um, and uh, a holder of... Well, not a holder of, an experiencer of paradigm shifts. A liver thrower um, of paradigm shifts. I am, what was I thinking last night? Oh, there's lots of things I was thinking last night. It's but shocking. one of them was, holy shit, I'm like done with this. Like, oh, it's like. <laughs> no, I'm like, it's your time out. Well, no, no, I mean like, I'm talking about like just having to reframe like realities. Yeah. Right. Because I'm, I'm going through multiple levels of reframing well, reality. Experiencing Bigfoot when your Uranus is in opposition has got to be like 10 <laughs> times the Bigfoot. It really amplifies yeah. your Bigfoot. So I've got like paranormal <laughs> shifts. I've got personal life <laughs> shifts. I've got all kinds of shifts happening. And it's it's like, you know, we're going to, it's fine though. Well, good it's, thing it's, we're it's talking good. to Virgo Prairie Rose <laughs> at, slash drinking with. <laughs> Prairie does Bit by a Fox, a really great boozy blog and, and podcast and she's a writer and she's my longtime friend and we met each other in new york and we both are very happy to be here oh, now i'm instead. so happy you're here me too you're in like one of the me. cutest houses i've been the in cutest house. i know it's so every time i come over i say it i never get used to how <laughs> cute it is i'm so happy to be recording in my living room i know right and i'm manifesting the people in the pink house across the street to be evicted yes. so i can move in i mean you're with, down the street already but we need you to be across the street it's true. This isn't good enough. Yeah. You could set up one of those uh, st- long strings of yarn and <laughs> oh my god, with the cans cups on the end or cans. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or, or, or it could also just be like a, a small bag attached, like a crown royal. We can bag. like send each oh. other send each other gifts, cocktails. Like yeah. We'll drink together, I like it. even when we're apart. <laughs> or we could just cross it's the like street. Like a little rascals episode. Yeah. <laughs> but with like. My mom won't but let me come the, over. A grown-up version. A grown-up little rascal. Yes. Yeah. We'll put kittens in it and we'll, Big little we'll rascals. share kittens and puppies. Kittens I don't it. that's my fantasy. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> oh you guys, I saw Chihuahua loose just like yesterday. I came outside with my dogs and it didn't have a collar, it didn't have a leash or anything. And I, I saw it and I thought, Well, you're mine now. <laughs> like that was that's and then I thought that's not I how am works. gonna need an intervention. <laughs> yes. Like you immediately saw a dog that was just yep. not, the owner wasn't around. No, nope. momentarily and then she free. A momentarily free dog. Yeah. The woman appeared, yeah. he just was being walked you know, without shackles. Well it and speaks to your rescue instincts. And Thanks. how many animals do you have right now? Six. I had to think that's for a moment. A lot. I did. That's that's Seven feels ones right though, see. I will say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the ones we can see in true. the apartment. Yeah. Right, right, right. Perry knows that I have fairy activity. Yeah. They recently took my AirPods and they were not I they didn't show up on Find Your Device and they were gone. And oh I tore God. the whole place apart. It was it was really horrible in there for days. They did take my pendulum, that is gone. And they took what's the thing? Oh, <laughs> which I'm kind of on board with the pendulum take right now. Yeah, yeah. The pendulum oh, yeah. was but not. We can get doing into that later. Right. But um, I tore the house apart, and then I did it again a second time, and they were under the couch, but they were not under the couch. I moved the couch. I cleaned under the couch just a few days ago, and then. I pulled up my find my device and then they appeared. They were in another fucking dimension, you Come guys. Come on, fairies. I know, I know. So I put out Are all the glass marbles. I will say the, their glass marbles, which are theirs, 
excuse <laughs> me, they, they had been packed up. And after I freed the glass marbles. Why, were the glass, why are the glass marbles theirs? Because I bought them a bunch of glass marbles so that they wouldn't take my crystals anymore. And so I was like, these are yours. But I to didn't have them, them out. Yeah. And I also think what, what my current theory is what triggered them is I went and I bought a bunch more plants. Well, a bunch. I, I got a bunch of sweet little plants and I put the glass marbles in with the plants, which is what the fairies like. And then I looked up giant palm trees that you can grow in your house. Well, not giant ones, but the bamboo palm is one of the best air cleaners. And in LA, we should have a lot of those in our homes. And I was looking it up and then I abandoned... Is yeah, bamboo palm. And um, I abandoned my cart and that's when everything went missing. So I need some bamboo so, palm in my room you or do. just in my apartment. You do. And a, and a tree will calm anybody. A having tree a, in my having apartment? Having a small tree. Oh, they don't okay, get very big. Tree. But a, a small I, tree. I had a ficus in when I lived in Brooklyn. Ooh. I loved that tree. I used to decorate it for Christmas. Oh. And, and Virgo. Holidays. You need, yeah, a nice yeah. little pot of plant in your house. That go Remind far. me again what the, uh, the preferred choice of liquor is for fairies. Oh, well... I bought them Lafro. Am I saying it correctly? Lafro, Scotch. Oh, Lafroig. Lafroig. Oh, wow. That sounds way more Scottish. So, yeah. So, I brought them that. I I bought that for them because I was like, well, this is from the motherland. It's expensive. Yeah. But then I also bought a bourbon in Portland. And I I was putting them both out, and the Portland bourbon went way faster. So oh, they, wow. yeah, Hipster fairy. yeah. So they preferred that. Okay. But then I told them after my AirPods went missing, I filled my flask with their scotch, and I said, "You're not getting any more of this till my AirPods come back." And I didn't. I didn't fill up their little. I hadn't really been filling up their offering dish. Mm. But then my AirPods came, and the AirPods. I don't find pendulum, fine um, uppers being taken. Whatever you're trying to tell me with that fairies, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> They did take a giant bottle just, of antidepressants. What? Yeah. Oh my God, I just now realized what uppers means. <laughs> Ryan. I always thought uppers d- was like speed. Like, oh, up your meta- it, like it they up your metabolism, like it, cocaine, I mean, uh, I have, speed, it is. any other kind of speed. I'll thing. tell you guys what, is it, too. It is that. It is okay. speedy. Yeah. Um, I also do have speed. I have phenamine. I told you. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah, yeah. Perry called me I the know, other day. I went on a hike the other day. She's like, I just took some phenamine. Yeah. Phenamine. <laughs> phenamine. Oh, God. What's phenamine for? I, like uh, metabolism? Uh, or? Yeah. It's usually for people because it energy? turns off the part of your brain that makes you want to eat, but I don't take it for that. I have this leftover phenamine because I had some hookups back in the day. My cousin was really into it. She would get it all but she, she just got like tons of prescriptions it's for like weight loss right? it's for weight loss yeah. yeah and i don't take it because it i already have anxiety and i don't need it so um but i do take it when fairies take my shit and i have to pull the whole apartment apart and then clean it so i took it to clean <laughs> and then prairie called and she's like she and this goes, is, if this is the first time you're listening to the podcast <laughs> I just want you to know that we're not just promoting drugs, like, like reckless drug, no. drug use. Uh, I've almost thrown them the, away so many times. Elementals on drugs. I don't like, need drugs. I had coffee yesterday at 4 p.m. and I didn't go to sleep till 7 a.m. I don't need any drugs. Like oh if coffee God. does that to me, you didn't go to 7 a.m. I know. Well, also because I listened to Ryan's two-parter. Um, What's it called? Boogie the Man? Boogie Monster. Boogie Monster, the Kyle Canaan podcast. And Dave Stone. And it, the Kyle Canaan and Dave Stone podcast. You sound so yeah. serious and um, there's a word, there's a better adjective, um, <laughs> but I can't think of it right now because I had a little bit of this cocktail. Um, but I was so scared through Ryan's eyes 
that I couldn't go. And you guys, this was awful. So I take the girls out. It's like six. Oh, it's wait. When great. you say girls, uh, there's a couple different I take things. The, they could, I get the my titties out. out. <laughs> I eat some drugs. I get my you girls mean the dogs. out. You yeah. mean the dogs. The dogs. The dogs yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so I take the dogs out, and uh, there's nobody outside because it's six thirty a.m. But there is a guy on the bench that's right by our weird little patch of grass where they like to pee. And he's t- he's having a full on conversation with himself, which in his defense, I have that a lot, but not with myself. I'm talking to other people who nobody else is going to see either. So I was like, I was startled, but he immediately apologized. He's like, sorry, sorry, miss. Sorry. And I was like, no, no, Aww. you're fine. And um, then he got up, but he was like so tightly wound he got up to cross in front of us for the bus and he he had something in his hand that looked like a gun and I had this moment of like, oh God, here's my America. Like, here it is. Yeah. Like, I was so scared because we're all getting shot all the time now outside at movies, whatever. But I had this horrible fear shoot through me because I don't know what it was in his hand, but it looked like a, it was not a gun. But then he walked so closely to me and I had this like this reaction and he apologized again. Like he could feel my reaction, which mm. also made me feel bad. But, um, then I was so wired from thinking someone was about to shoot me in the face that I cleaned all the litter boxes and stayed up for another hour. And then I was like really wired on fear and who, I don't know what the fuck. Well, also the dumpsters were in front of the apartment that as they are at, uh, 5 AM on whatever day this is Tuesday. I have a reminder, reminder to my phone to close all the windows cause it's so loud. But so all the dumpsters were right outside my door. So I was like, this is this is a hot ticket. I got to dump all the litter boxes when they're right here <laughs> instead of hauling them all the way to the back of the building. So, yeah, I was I had a very productive morning slash night. Was, oh, yeah, this is all within the last 24 hours. But by the time people are listening to this, this will be the day before the 4th of July. July 3rd. Um, so, so we're having a lot of tough American is, talks today. And which is also like the I, I think it's like one of if not the top two like when you talk to like cops like biggest drunk driving like the drinking it's like like, as far as like drinking celebrations because I remember I learned this in high school that there's certain celebrations that the government is aware of you know they kind of give the citizens you know a few days each year to really just cut loose to like blow off whatever and 4th of July is the big one in our they, country. What, do you mean they have like fewer speed traps and stuff? Or Well, no, they I mean they amp up the drunk driving traps. Yeah. But Uh-oh. they understand that people are going to be going a little bit crazy yeah. on these specific days. Like and Halloween that's, is also one of those. Halloween days. is yes. Oh, I feel yeah. that. Yeah. And Thanksgiving. Like you so people are just drinking all day. Yeah. Long. But that's, yeah, Fourth of July is definitely like Memorial Day weekend, Fourth of July. And there's no excuse now. There's there's Lyft, there's Uber. Right. There's finding a safe location and getting shit fi- faced and waking yeah, up and in their backyard the next but day. But it's a great compliment to yeah. being able to just enjoy yourself is because we all know how how much it loosens us up. I'm interested because mm-hmm. I want to get into this because yes. we kind of talked about this. Um, the history of, because it's probably beer day number one. It's like number one oh, yeah. beer day is yeah. the 4th of July. Yes. And, well, and I have Brewski. Prairie's drinking a very nice beer and she's got some fun <laughs> stuff to tell us about beer and witches. Because I never knew this. Perry, what, what is this special cocktail that you made for me? Well, this is, you had mentioned right when you came over, you're mm-hmm. like, this is going to be the 4th of July episode. So I was like, <laughs> oh, special cocktail for 4th of July episode. <laughs> um, and also, you know, it's a weird time right now in our mm-hmm. country. And, um, you know, it's weird to feel celebrated. Yeah. Some ways, right. 
Um, but we're not going to have our patriotism, patriotism stripped from us no. from the evil doings of the administration. So, um, but we could also celebrate some of our um, our brothers and sisters to the south of us in Mexico, and we have so this is a mezcal cocktail, um, and it has a little um, aperol, which is like sister ingredient to. Campari, nice. and a little lime juice, it was Campari. a little touch of maple syrup, and some sparkling, like a little uh, topper of bub- bubbly Lovely. water. Lovely. I so. love consuming maple syrup because it comes from trees, and yeah. they're marvelous. And this was all shook up. It was all shook up, and then yeah. topped with some, um, yeah, with some soda. But what do you think? Do you like it? I love it. Yeah, we'll probably post the recipe online. We're it looks like celebrating a our... All the fabulous looks good. Mexican immigrants that we have in this country. Mm. We're very lucky to have such and a I great blend up, of yeah. humans. And it's a great point, too, like yeah. to be cel- don't let yeah. the celebratory negativity I mean, attract negativity. You're allowed to feel different emotions simultaneously. Yeah. And I mean, because we're all very complex. You're allowed to be happy and sad simultaneously. Don't let people tell you you're not allowed to be multifaceted yes like you can't yeah it's impossible to be filled with outrage 24 hours a day you'll you'll, you'll end up you don't get you don't get anything done no it's not it's not productive yeah we're also gonna have a very special magic moment in case you're one of the people like all three of us probably who don't know what to do to make a difference there's a very great difference maker spell i'm going to share with you guys I but love first, I love that. Let's yeah. talk about witches making beer. <laughs> right. Because initially we were talking about doing a crossover episode and uh, my podcast is about drinking and, and yours is about magic and, <laughs> um, and witches and paranormal activity. Uh, but uh, there is so much in the spirits world. Yes. So much crossover. Um, and because, you know, since the beginning of time, people have been practicing magic and practicing imbibing adult beverages. So there is a lot of, right, hand in hand. So, but one of the most interesting things, um, that really, I feel like speaks to both of our subjects is the fact that the early brewers in the world, the, the earliest known people that were making beer, not necessarily beer as we know it right now, but beer um, were women. And a lot of the tropes that we associate with modern day witches, like the pointy hat and the broom and the black cat and the cauldron, that all goes back to beer making. And it's such a crazy thing that to think about. Crazy. It sounds made up, yeah, but... Um, but it is so um, but it goes back to like Babylonian times and Sumerian times and um, during all of those eras uh, there were women that were making beer and they had um, there was an ancient Sumerian goddess that they worshipped called Ninkasi who was the goddess of beer oh my god how is there not a beer called Ninkasi right maybe that's maybe there is (laughs) <laughs> I don't we know enough. I don't have enough 
of, uh, it, you know, I my sort of forte is in the spirits and wine and cocktail world. And, you know, I touch on beer a little bit in my writing and the podcast, but it's it's mostly around that that stuff. So I'm not a beer expert, but um, but that would be an amazing name yeah, for a beer. Yeah, it would. Yeah, but researching it a little bit is there was, but there's Baltic and Slavic mythology too that all had beer goddesses. The Finnish had a god, goddess called Kalavatar who brought uh, the divine drink to men. The Vikings, only the women brewed. Whoa. They all before they actually went out to battle. So wow. it was all very traditionally made by women and it makes sense, um, you know, beer was part of the pantry, you know, as part of the food making. They yeah. were part of, there were gatherers and the men were out hunting. So it does make sense that they were in charge of what people were drinking and eating. Um, but what makes it interesting is that, um, that it, ha- it was going on for so long and, um, and then it came to a stop in the 1700s. But, um, so before that happened, um, the 11th century, do you guys know who Hildegard von Bingen it was? She was a Benedictine know. nun, an herbalist. She was a mystic. Ooh, no, but century. we should learn about her. Yeah, she's, I mean, she like wrote books. I think she was an opera singer and writer and she was the patron saint of beer. Ooh, wow. So um, she introduced hops and um, revolutionized brewing in the 11th century. So she's like, uh, yeah, she's the what patron a- saint of beer. And we don't, like, so many people don't know this about yeah. beer. Yeah, right? I had no idea. I had no idea. Yeah. And um, so it wasn't until what I was just talking about, and like all of those tropes that we associate, the, the pointy hat and the cat and the... Uh, the broom and everything that didn't really happen until like after the 15th century. So in the 14th and 15th century, up until then, it was still like being made in the home, and then it became commercial. It became like this um, commercial product that was then sold in the marketplaces, and so um, that's when women were. I mean, women were barred from owning any property or owning businesses at that yeah. point. So they were because they of, caught on to how fucking powerful we are. <laughs> right, so we gotta lock this down. So they got pushed out of mm-hmm. the industry, but um, but then they they still there was those outliers, those women, of course, that were still going into the marketplace and to stand out in the marketplace, they would wear this pointy hat. Oh my god! Yeah, so they were like they are were open for business, and they would put the broomstick over their door. Oh my to, god! show that they were open for business. They had um, cats that chased mice because the mice would eat their grain. Wow. And they were traditionally brewing ales in large cauldrons with boiling wort. And that, so that harkens back to all of these ideas that we have. This is amazing. Um, Yeah. And so when they did the witch trials, when they produced all this anti-witch propaganda, Mm -hmm. They used all of those elements. They used the pointy hat and the broom and the cat and the 
Uh, all of those things that were associated with women brewmasters because they were herbalists, really. Wow. So they were also making all kinds of concoctions. And in the beer, when they were making the beer then, they really included a lot of, it's, it was a different kind of beer. It was lower in alcohol. It was, it was used as um, yeah, healing ailments in a lot of ways. Wow. And it had all these herbaceous qualities to it too. So um, it had um, gruit in it, which was a mixture of like mugwort and yarrow and whorehound and Ooh, heather. mugwort opens your third eye. And all of these things that have mystical properties, mm -hmm. right? And so they help, but they also help to stabilize beer. And they're also um, an antiseptic and antibacterial. Wow. So they were doing, they were making things. Like this is like the 11th century. Like they were making things that people didn't know about chemistry then. Mm -hmm. And they were, I mean, if we had trusted these women, <laughs> right? Instead of, you know, uh, you know, banishing them at one point, we might have been a little bit more advanced earlier it's on. It's so fucked but, up it's, yes. so why would you reject something as wonderful as beer I made know, by right? witches i mean like how well the answer is money and power and money control. And power mm. control yes and like you, you talk about like the commercialization of it that's right. when that starts i mean it is when it and started. it's like you know dirty now, little and then later down grubby. the road you you basically have them all these women being cut off from this because it's like which then leads to breweries pharmaceutical companies because mm -hmm. wow. pharmaceutical companies are only trying to replicate the effects that plants yes. and natural things give. oh god oh, i'm yeah. getting so mad and right so, now totally yeah so yeah it's all about it's all about the money yeah and, yeah. yeah and control and also like what did control. that witch put in my beer right yeah <laughs> Menstrual Why blood. So Why much? do I have feelings? <laughs> I'm feeling things. She's a witch. <laughs> yes. Don't let her put magic in my beard. <laughs> she made my dick not work. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, probably more of the last thing. <laughs> she than cursed the, than my the pharmaceutical, penis. Yeah, than the power and control. Yeah. We do that yeah. subconsciously these days. We curse all the dicks. <laughs> I mean, th I just think this history is so fascinating because so many people don't know it. I and mean, if this has not been passed down, you know, so much of this history has been dug up and pretty recently. Um, but there was a study done in 2014 about how many women were heading out, heading um, breweries and um, making beer. And... Um, and there's only 4% of women that are doing it now. Oh, my God. Well, so, probably the, the fucking fear of being <laughs> burnt at a stake. But isn't that crazy? Centuries yes. and centuries yeah. later, we are like they did, they, they did the job. That, wow. Those anti-witch propaganda, really, they really needed it. Really it worked. Oh they, really worked. Oh, my God. And it's funny, too, because, well, I mean, funny, not funny, but... <laughs> The, the explosion of microbrews and uh, microbreweries and people, like, if you go to a city like Asheville, North Carolina, or if you go to Grand Rapids, Michigan, like, these are, like, cities all over the country that are competing for, like, most local breweries ever are, are in our city. And oh, they yeah. have, like, all these this festivals and things like that. pissing me off. Well, <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm just getting so mad and my butt yeah. is sweating. I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm so it mad. It is warm in here, too. It's a little <laughs> it humid. is a little warm. But, well, um, but I mean, it is... 
such a bro culture. Too, it is. You know? It it's is. Like, well, those little micro brew kits are like they're sold to be like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when you're not deep like, raping in your fraternity, you micro. Well, I was going to say man cave. Oh yeah, say, the yeah. it's marketed came. towards the it man. Is. Totally, it is. Yeah, and I, you know, I know so many guys, so many dudes. <laughs> I was gonna say so many dudes, but so many guys that are into it, and it brings them so much joy. And I don't want to like get down. No, because it's like guys. cooking. Let's embrace yeah. that. Let's let, the genders don't matter. Like, totally. let's all do whatever we want. No, and I love that, and I actually love the the rise in micro breweries around the country. I'm from the Pacific Northwest. It's like you know, in Portland at one point was the microbrewery capital of the world. I don't know where, where it lands now, but uh, it, it's, you know, that is all very exciting. It's just such a bummer that, yeah. you know, that it is such a, a bro culture and they are just, they can be so insufferable. It's Anthony Bourdain Day today. He, <laughs> it's his birthday. Um, and so it's like, it's been deemed Anthony Bourdain Day. And he has an amazing quote about those beer guys being Ooh. the most insufferable and they are they are just you know they're worse than wine wine dudes wow um, but um I, I feel like it's getting a little better mm-hmm. um i feel like like same in the whiskey industry is also very much like that too it's um because whiskey is a man's drink right i'm a cowboy <laughs> tell that tell that to my fucking fairies <laughs> Right. I actually, I was, I actually despise. I, I didn't like whiskey or bourbon for the my whole entire life. And then really? it was about it was about five, four years ago, five years ago. My New Year's resolution was to like learn how to. Uh, the joke was, I'm like, oh, my New Year's resolution is to learn how to be a man. So I'm gonna drink whiskey. <laughs> and so I would do a shot of whiskey every night before I went to bed. Wow. And you then, conditioned yourself. So then you know, but cut to, like. Three months later, You're I'm like raging out. My new, my new, yeah, my New Year's resolution can't the next year was liquor. you can't drink anymore. Oh, like, you can't, like I was drinking too much whiskey. Like it got to the point. One time, my roommate came home and there was just half a bottle of Jameson. Oh my god, on the table, and he's like, "What are you doing?" And I, and I don't remember what I was saying to him, but he oh, recorded shit. it on his audio on his phone. Whoa. And the next day, I heard that and I was like, "I shouldn't. I think I've got the whiskey." Maybe I'll thing. take a break. You I know, figured out how to drink whiskey. Well, was now. there a moment? When you were conditioning yourself to like whiskey, did you just did you have a, a turn where you started actually liking it and craving it? Um, like to it the point now, where I was, right? ha- I would have to have. It got to the point where I wasn't doing a shot, and I was having at least one like large, like take a rocks glass and yeah. then like fill it like most of the way up. But would you, you <laughs> like the I do taste, like or did you like the feeling? I mean, well, I started, with ginger ale, right? I started having fun with it. I came up with a drink called a Cherry Davis Junior. <laughs> Because we need to post this I like that. too. I, like I do yeah. too. Well, Sammy Davis Jr. is one of the most underrated, underappreciated yes. entertainers of all time. And, you know, everybody talks about Sinatra. I to me, can't stand Sinatra. <laughs> I, can we segue for a moment? He's a piece of shit Sagittarius. He was with Joe DiMaggio the night. Joe DiMaggio, also a piece of shit Sagittarius, who did turn a corner and get therapy and apologize profusely to Marilyn Monroe after he did this. He beat the shit out of Marilyn Monroe, broke her hand. They had to pause filming for a seven-year itch. He and little fucking um, Napoleon Complex Frank Sinatra broke into her hotel room so Joe could beat her 
because she was doing the scene where her dress was blowing up and he was jealous in Times Square. They had to reshoot the scene on a closed set too. Yeah. Yeah. It's horrible. She left him. And then when, you know, when she died, they were still talking. He was, uh, he, he was obsessed with her for the rest of his life. But that's Sag and Gemini as I know all too well. Uh, (laughs) Right. And he like bring her a rose, like like visit her mom. Rose is on her grave all the time, but yeah. yeah, Fuck Frank Sinatra. Sorry. Keep talking about Sammy Davis Jr. Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah. Who, I love Sammy Davis. Jewish. Um, well, everyone, like I was saying, everyone talks about Sinatra and praises right. Sinatra. But like Sammy Davis Jr. is the real, I mean, all the things he overcame. I mean, being Jewish, being black, having one eye. Yeah. All these things he overcame. And Dude, he was like, like such a multi Sparkling attitude. And he could man. dance. He could sing. He was hilarious. He yeah. could act. And so what I do is I like to take one cherry, a maraschino cherry. And I drop it into the bourbon or the whiskey and then a little bit of the cherry juice. And that's what I call a Cherry Davis Jr. Oh, okay. And so once I started getting into Cherry Davis Juniors. This is like a grown up Shirley Temple. Is that is yeah, this like on a sure. rock on the on a on the rocks. rocks. Okay. On, the rocks. on a yeah. rock. <laughs> on a rock or two. Yeah. yeah. And um, we can I can make that for you right now if you want. You oh! know what? I better not have one right now. <laughs> Ryan. I'll get too warmed up too quick. I didn't oh. up. He'll be singing and dancing, singing all of his Sammy favorites. <laughs> but yeah, so I love right. the. Uh, right. I've got some real. I've got some real good uh, cherries in there. Hot damn! We got to celebrate Sammy Davis Jr. Well, we will in the future. We'll right. find oh. his birthday. No, I'm not going to peer pressure birthday. you until you. So we'll um, peer pressure. Well, I'm 42. I don't really get peer pressured into much. <laughs> I don't anymore. know. Some people do. I do. No matter how old we are. <laughs> but that's what I know. I do too. Let those inner children play, Ryan. <laughs> well, now Angela's ascribing my inner children's needs to me. Your inner children are telling you they want whiskey. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, getting oh, a no, very wait, clear still, message. It's a little still, devious. <laughs> we're still you know, on. you know, it was great when I was spending time not drinking and I was very serious about this yeah. recently. Very right. serious. Yeah. Yeah. For um, I, yeah. I, when I got here, I told you guys, I packed up all my liquor, all my drinking glasses. Yeah. And just recently when the fairies took all my shit, I unpacked all my liquor and I was like, well, if I'm going to be fucked up by the other dimension, I'm just going to be drinking in this one anyway. But then, Oh, what was that? But then, all right, hold on. My mom's calling. (laughs) I was, I, I, it was funny because I wanted to email Sarah and ask her, our shaman and ask her impression about it. But, um, I also didn't want to get an answer because I, I kind of had decided, well, just drink intermittently and take a week off before readings. And then that day that I almost emailed her, she emailed me about something else and I wrote her back and I said, um, and this was really great. I said, um, I was like, I was going to ask you about my drinking. I want to drink. I just don't, I, I know there's like a line I have to draw. And she wrote me and I was with you when I read it, Prairie. And she wrote me and she said, you just need to find like the pace of your drinking um, because the guy who's coming in has just done all this work. The, the next guy I'm going to be with, who might not be John Hamm, you guys. It's a bummer, but Renee saw Gemini, and I took down a couple John Hamm photos today because, honestly, a Gemini is an upgrade from any non-Gemini for me. <laughs> so it's cool. It's cool. John Hamm, he'll live. He'll be fine. <laughs> but um, then I get that message, and I'm, I'm with you, and I read it to you, and I was like, wow, this is really great. And she said, Sarah said, just take three days between readings. Yeah. And then you said to me, just don't drink alone. And that was the message. Yeah. That was the message. And it came through you, which I super Aww. appreciate. It did. And that's how we work, though. Yeah. That's like how we work with our people is we all have messages for each other. Yeah. But um, when you said that, I realized that's all I have to do. And yeah. now it's just like, it's just reset its own thing. And now it's... So Angela has a roommate now. 
You know, I did think about that. My ex-roommate from New York is coming this week to stay with me, and she's one of my favorite people in the oh, world. And right. I've, I've just about talked her into moving in together in L.A. Hey, I like having a roommate. I, I lived too. by myself for a very long time in New York, and before that, I was in a relationship and lived with him. And... I really thought I was done with roommates. I thought, I'm too old for this. Mm -hmm. I can't do it. I moved out here from New York and I moved here with my friend Joy, who like lived down the street. Is amazing Gemini. Also lived by with a Sag. Mm -hmm. Yes. And um and we were like, let's do this together. And it was so great. I thought it was just like, you know, coming to a new city. Even though we had some friends here, she has some family here, we're familiar with it, it still is brand new, and we still had to introduce ourselves to it, and we were able to do it together. We were able to like make dinners every night, and go to yoga class together, and go on hikes together. I love that. And we had like a built-in like structure already. It's like being in a relationship, really. Yes! So it was really nice to be able to do that. So if you're not in a relationship, Having oh, a roommate I yeah, is, I've been saying this for a while because yeah. I got single in January, and ever since then, because I know it's like tick 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 till I fucking get married to a thousand more times. Who knows? But um, I know that there's a window, and I've I've cashed in on this tick, window. Tick, tick. Can't wait for you guys uh, to be at the next couple weddings. I'm gonna, it's have gonna to be, be great. Happy soon for a minute. <laughs> I'm got I gotta find some new places this to get bullshit. married though. <laughs> it's bullshit. But I love this being happiness alone. Shit is coming. <laughs> This fucking perfect soulmate is coming who has his shit together and is probably John Hamm energy as a Gemini, which is only the ideal thing for anyone. Um, But what I have been embracing, which I started embracing after my first divorce in 2012, I think I got divorced first time. Um, Maybe, yeah, I think 2012 was when I first got divorced. Um, I added it up and I only was ever alone for an average of five to seven months. And yeah, and when I realized that, I was like, well, fuck that. I'm doing some stuff. And yeah. I did all this fun stuff. And I have had this time since January full on. Like when we You're say, such a fun single girl. Thanks. Though. Thank you. you. Are, I mean, you also are one of those people who can be in relationship and also can be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's not always the case with people. I but know. but yeah. you are such a fun single girl. Thanks, Perry. Yeah. You are too. Because it's not all about like going out and meeting a guy. No. Like, you know, girl time. Yeah. And, you know, I don't activities ever. Activities yeah. and doing things. And, yes. You know. Yes. And I have had like, even after I hang out with you, I come away and I'm like, Oh, I'm so grateful for that love. Like I feel so loved and satisfied. <laughs> and it's like I have all these great female friends who I feel that with and it's, it's just like you yeah. Men and women need yep. to be, you know, need to be around their their tight their friends to feed them. It's really like energizing and so it's true. so many ways and I think when you get in a relationship, so many people make the mistake of just being with their person. Yep. And um, I've never been like that, but I, so it's hard for me to understand it. I, I've always oh, yeah. been kind of an independent person, even within a relationship. So I can't imagine not no. being like that. But I, I know for so many, so many people's well-being, it's really important. Yes, connect and, 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 and for men too. I think it's harder for guys. Oh, it is for sure. Ryan to go out and, and have a good this. time with the boys. Well, <laughs> to like throw your arms around but each no, other, it's like, and we're having a boy cry. Night. Boy right, night. Right, right. Not rub boners <laughs> accidentally <laughs> while you're crying. But like to really 
really connect and actually yeah. have conversations with their friends and feelings and about feelings and fears and coming away from it feeling like recharged. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think women have uh, just a, a better facility. At well, that. Prairie and I went to a full moon gathering. I can't imagine what that would look like with a bunch of dudes. <laughs> but I think it would be important to find out. Ryan, dr- that's drums. Your, There'd be more drums. There'd be drums more involved. Drums? Yeah, oh, they don't yeah. have like the no, fucking. No, I'm in. Somebody be you picking said, a hacky sack drum? around. Did you say drums? <laughs> One bro with a hacky sack. Well, there drums there? He doesn't want to sit in the circle because I mean, he knows he'll cry. Oh, wait, did you say hacky sack? <laughs> drums and a hacky sack? Could no, I have a drum hacky sack? Yeah, that's the bro circle. But you know what, Ryan? Maybe you should start organizing. These bro circles, bro circles, bro, um, bro circles. I, you know what? There, you know, there's like a hundred million of them in LA. There probably are. Oh yeah, for sure. And the, the thing about like going out and having fun and and being like a fun single person, but not on the prowl or whatever we want to call it, is that energy is picked up by people. So like, oh, if yes. you are one of those people, like, who are you going to be more attracted actually. to? Oh exactly. God. God, yeah, it's like that's more attractive that's at the bar, like the person Amy like kind of lyric looming by themselves, kind of um, being like quiet, or like the people having fun. Totally, yep. that's yeah. So we, we all read each other's energy and, and like attract. I don't like, need you. I had this moment. <laughs> oh when, wait, we'll see about that. <laughs> Do you guys know oh. that Amy Man lyric? Um, and all that stuff I knew before just turned into "Please love me." No, but Amy oh. Man is such a great writer She's about relationships. She's a genius. She's so yeah. profound and beautiful and brilliant. Um, she has a podcast now. I haven't listened to it. Yeah, on Max Fun. Everybody has a fucking podcast. Everybody has a podcast. Although I would listen to that one. Yeah. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. I try to get educated, but um, and that's the easiest way. I try to get educated. I try to get. I never want to stop getting smarter, that's like y'all. Pretty broad. It's pretty broad. <laughs> I try to get educated. I'm on I feel the like MIT online America course. Uh, you know, MIT does have free. My past times include that's getting it. educated. You can audit any. Not any, but you can audit almost any MIT class. Seriously? Why do you pay for it? Oh, my God. Yeah. You have to go get the book. You have to, like, order the books and stuff. (laughs) This is a piece of paper, especially at this age. I don't need to pay for it. Wow. I want to audit classes. That's what I'm saying. You can start doing some MIT classes. Holy crap. I'm doing it. I'm going to do it. I want to learn. I like to learn trades. Because when the apocalypse like comes, I don't want to be trades. eaten. I want to be useful. What trades have you learned, I renovated a trailer. Oh, that's true. I can garden. I can grow just about anything. That's okay. I can knit. I can sew. I can do electrical work. Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm wait, a really good cook. What about the electric? Like, I can raise the dead. What kind of electrical work do you do? Happens. Oh, my God. Um, all kinds of electrical work. I'll watch a video where somebody's teaching somebody to do electrical work, and I'm like, oh, you turned it the wrong way. It's going to get you on fire what? eventually. Seriously? I, yeah, I'm really good at electrical work. See, that's the one thing that really scares me. I feel like I could do... It used to scare me, too. I teach myself how to do a lot of things. I'm a pretty capable person, but, like, electrical work? You, mm, now, that's that's with the internet, anyone can learn anything, but you got to be thorough. And you're a Virgo, so you'd be thorough. I <laughs> I mean... I know that I read YouTube a lot tutorials for everything. Yeah. But like there's some things like I don't know if I'd want to teach myself how to do electrical work. Guys, I just heard about the resume and I'm leaving tons of stuff off of it because I'm bit, I've been drinking. And I don't remember everything. But <laughs> my God, I'm going to be like queen in the apocalypse. Oh, you're going to be queen in the apocalypse. That, yeah. When Thank the, you. The zombie apocalypse. I feel like that <laughs> is what I look for in a friend. <laughs> I know that seems so weird. so Virgo. But it is. No, but that's so Virgo. And I appreciate that. No, but I, I mean, I look for capable. I've always looked yes. for capable people yes. in my life. Like it's such a turn. I had a guy tell you're me not capable. Yeah, like people oh. that could do shit, like like just random shit that I can't yep. do. That I'm like, I am impressed. Thank like, you. I will. You could be my friend. Yes. <laughs> I had a guy once tell me that I was very capable, and it was like t- 
10 times better than being told I was hot or anything like it's better than like a compliment about yes yes a million times it's better than when I get the girls out and walk around the block the girls (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're gonna have to specify that when I take the girls for a walk around the block (laughs) how many girls do you have (laughs) I haven't mutated I just have two (laughs) I haven't mutated yet (laughs) that's my post-apocalyptic skill I'm gonna learn (laughs) Well, I want to talk about, if we can, the use of alcohol uh, when it comes to... Oh, and magic. ...in the Mm. practice of magic, because I have a friend. um, There was a very short-lived comedy coven that I had started. Comedy coven? Probably like three or four years ago. I love that. Where it was just a a few comedy people. That's necessary. Yeah. And uh, one of my friends was... So it was comedy and magic? It was like a combo? Oh, well, I just went to a oh, show. Yeah. yeah, it was comedians who I knew were into magic. Well, we there's a bunch of that now. We just you should come to it next time. The one I the show I went to when I left um, the downtown art thing with you guys. Oh, right, right, right. So yes. it's called High Priestess, and Ryan was great. And Brandy even said she's like, "Isn't Ryan great live?" And I was like, "Yeah," but I already knew that. But it was still really good. He was he was like real high on life that night, but also freaked out by the darkness around him. Very well, the inspired. microphone stopped working, so you just kind of had to. <laughs> But this is a virtual, right? No, no, not picture this. No, not Brandy's show. Um, No, it's called High Priestess, and it's at a secret location most of the time. Oh, yeah, it's at this house. It's on the back deck of this beautiful house. Tarot readers, uh, bonfire, amazing. Yeah, Yeah, Bree Pruitt, my new friend Bree. Sarah June are the the hosts. Okay, Bree's amazing. They're both. You'll love her. She's Taurus. They're both witches, and they're both awesome. She's Earth. Very funny comedians. Yeah, and so they're great. But so it was a great out outside show on this deck that oh, looks down like it was a LA. it was oh yes yeah. it was it was so la they were they're talking about by my trailer we'll see i got a bunch oh, of i gotta connect today. to you guys yeah well no, no i found them on instagram so we're, we're all cool. best friends comedy now. coven yes you, comedy coven talking about this comedy oh so coven. it was just kind of we would focus on comedy things for like intention and then oh like to for manifest them? yeah to, ma- to manifest That's like super specific smart. comedy things but one of my friends uh who was in there he liked to use alcohol uh, as part of his, I was just kind of like a candle and crystals guy, mm-hmm. uh, but he definitely was using uh, liquor uh, in like his in personal practice. Um, he would like do a like a shot of uh, or take a drink uh-huh. of the liquor beforehand, like at the beginning. Okay, and then that was kind of like his. You know, some people will stare at a candle. Yes, I okay, like to do that, yeah. that but I'm uh, a fire, so that's what or like, I get down. Watch the flame flicker, but alcohol would help him. Okay, open up. So. Interesting. <laughs> to be able to like get into the right frame of mind. I mean, I think anyone who yeah. drinks uh-huh. will tell you that. Right? <laughs> I'll tell you what. Yeah. I'll tell you guys what. Because I was all down to decalcify the pineal gland, and then I was hanging out with Renee, my um, new best friend, psychic witch, um, who's out of this world. The st- the shit she saw when she read me recently was so spot on. It was crazy. And then I saw her power animal, which it was it, that was great. I was happy to have done that at least i felt like very intimidated reading her honestly because she's so fucking powerful um but she was saying she likes to do a little bit of like she'll smoke like a little pot before she astral projects to other Mm. planets which i mean is full on something she's doing um but she said a little bit of liquor she feels opens it and when i was in england i read i read my cousin when i'd been drinking and it was like 
It was really good. And I had my own stuff that I wanted to put in there and interpret because I love her and I'm so close to her, but it was still very solid reading. And then I was super shit faced and I read that girl from the bar I told you about and her guides were like perching on my shoulders, like talking like I, I, so loudly. And I thought- Did you feel like a, a, like an extra force in Europe? Like did you feel yes, like extra- Yes, yes. And I did the first time I went there too. When I first went, um, when I turned 30, I went on my 30th birthday. I freaked out a few, like three days before I was going to turn 30 and I bought a one-way ticket to Scotland to go move in with my aunt. I was like, well, that's the answer <laughs> to turning 30. So I fly over there and it, nobody had taken, they couldn't like take the day. My aunt owned this huge art gallery. It was like the biggest one in Scotland. It was really cool. But she, nobody could take the day off because I just came over. So my 30th birthday, I spent wandering around Edinburgh by myself. And there is that super mega haunted cemetery do you guys know which one I'm talking about? They used to have ghost tours in it. They had to close them off because people were being bitten, scratched, and having their hair pulled. People were being hurt by the ghosts. And um, I went to the museum, whatever, I don't remember. I think it was an art museum. And then I went to the pub where the little dog used to come in every day after his owner died. And then they buried him in the cemetery like he was people, which he, he was better than people. He deserved, I mean, he's got like a little statue. He's great. But um, I went to that <laughs> cemetery. I went, I went to all these things. And I go into the cemetery and there's no one in there. And it's kind of like drizzling. And I'm thinking, this is where they closed up the ghost tours. And I'm walking around. I'm like, where were the ghosts? Where's the evil? And I walk around the cemetery. And I'm like, no, my aunt's wrong. And then I feel somebody watching me. And I look. And there's a gate. And it has a like a chain around it. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's where they were. So I go over. There's nobody in the cemetery. And I can pry the gate open. And I can, like, shimmy in. And I get half, and I'm like, I'm going in there. And now when you turn 30, you kind of want to die for a minute. So obviously that's where I was. <laughs> I pulled the gate and I'm like wedging my body in. The half of my body that was on the other side, I just felt like I was going to disappear if I went in there. I was never going to come back. And I was like, what the fuck is in there? I pulled my body out. But I felt stuff like that you felt it, all yeah. over Scotland. But then where yeah. I was in England, it was like, all, well, the last time I was in England, my aunt's other place was outside of Bath, and that had some bad stuff in it. But the one she's in now, the Cross Keys in Chatteris, amazing energy and tons of fae. Yeah, but over yeah. there, the energy is so old. That's why they have all the haunted pubs. Yeah. Have you had experiences over us. there? No. I mean, I, I mean, I feel like it's... But I do feel uh, there is just this history there that's like... Yes. It, in, like... It's so, it feels haunted to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only other place in America that feels that way is New Orleans to me. Oh my God. I mean, the first yes. time I came in, I went to New Orleans, I was like, oh shit. Like, yeah. this is, that has dark you, it has it, Yeah, dark you could energy. disappear in New Orleans. Anybody yeah. could disappear in New Orleans. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Have you been to Sedona, Arizona? Yeah, I so it's like a different vibe. That is a different vibe though, too. So when I the very first time I went to Sedona, I was sixteen. It was my spring break, and I went with my best friend, and we stayed with her grandmother who lived in Sedona, and she gave us the most incredible trip. Like we went horseback riding at sunset and did a peace pipe ceremony. Oh my god! Took like jeeps out in the middle of the desert, and then we went up to Jerome. 
And that is where, so everybody, so when we were there, that was when there was all this news about Sedona being a vortex. That was the very first time that people were, it was like, while we were there on our spring break, there was some like 20, 20 or 20 minutes or whatever that I just saw 60 minutes or 60 minutes or whatever, 2020, um, about Sedona having like being one of the places in the world that is a vortex. And I remember thinking, we were talking, you know, we were kids, but we were like, oh yeah, that's definitely a vortex. Like, I definitely feel it. But when she, when her grandmother took us up to Jerome, which was a, it's up in the, um, on, in these cliffs, and it was a boom town in the 1800s, and it was the fastest growing city in the country at one point, um, and it was a mining town, and half the town was a ghost town, and so the other half was just mostly hippies and burnt-out artists, and um, and we fell in love with it. We thought it was the coolest town, and we got crystals there, but we felt. I we I remember talking to my friend Jen, and we were like we felt a dark energy there. Whoa. That was the first time that I was like kind of tuned into that where um, I like I let myself kind of think that way. Ooh. And um, yeah, it's interesting. Like I think in middle school, like I was like 12 when I did Ouija boards and like light as a feather, thick the stiff as yeah. a board, like kind of things. But this was the first time I was like, oh, yeah, I like I'm feeling something I've here. always, always thought you were very sensitive. Well, I think I am sensitive. I'm sensitive with humans. I yeah. think I'm pretty empathic. But yeah. like, I but don't... But empaths pick up on that stuff too. Yeah, crazy. So, but it's an energy. Is Jerome the so. J-E-R... O-M-E. O-M- okay, so it's not yeah. the O-I-M-E. I'm thinking so actually, part. so I went back years later with my mom because my mom lives in uh, Tucson, Arizona now. And we went there because um, I was visiting for Christmas. And now... It's a completely different, it's like a wine destination. It's very really? bougie. Um, so, um, so I shouldn't get on Zillow. I'm <laughs> <at Zillow. laughs> no, it's, it's a totally different. You're already back in the saddle. Yeah, like the Arizona wine industry has what kind of kill me in Sedona? this area. Um, and also Sedona, sadly, has changed so much too and mm-hmm. has become super commercial. And, it's, and also very hard to drive through. It's like there's Ooh. gridlocks. And it was I was there so recently for the first time, and, and it was—it's go- it's absolutely gorgeous. Oh, it's gorgeous! And like I felt like when I was driving away from the city, or the you know the town, or whatever you want to call it, like I was like I was almost like overcome with tears. Like I wow. was like crying as I was leaving because like there's something there. I did feel a magical place. I felt a magical energy there. There, somebody I love saw a fake psychic there. She doesn't know it was fake. She was telling me what the person told oh, her. Oh, there's probably like, so many fake yeah, psychics there. Yeah, but. It's funny, Sedona's the place, or well, Arizona. Um, a couple of psychics have told me I'm supposed to go to Arizona. Mm. I wasn't supposed to, I didn't think I was supposed to settle this soon in LA, but then um, I did, and a bunch of them keep saying, well, the only place you have left to go, that you have to go is Arizona, yeah. and I know it's we'll Sedona. We'll go to Arizona. Let's it's do a, that. It's a seven-hour drive. Oh my God, let's go do it. Yeah. It's amazing. Let's, let's do it. Let's do that. I, for drove, like- I drove there a couple years ago, and I was like, this is the easiest drive, oh. and it's such, it's a beautiful drive too, because you go through like, Joshua Tree and Palm Springs and you're in the desert and then all of a sudden you're there. Like Let's it do it. That'd be so and I fun. Love, like in Arizona, the saguaro cactus, you know, the cactus with the arms. Yes. Um, that's 
that part, the Sonora Desert, is the only part in the world that those cactus, cacti, exist. Whoa. So as soon as you cross Whoa. that California border and then you see the saguaro cactus, you're like, I'm in Arizona. They're like the wily. Wiley Coyote. Wiley Coyote. That's his name. Yeah. I didn't but have I love any the change tequila. in desert because you're de- the California desert is so different than the Arizona desert. Yeah. Yeah. But deserts are. So I grew up in the Pacific Northwest, which is like you're lush so and lucky. mossy yeah. and green. Oh, we saw Twilight Prairie. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can appreciate it now. Growing up in rainy, drizzly Northwest was, you know, it. It, I would have hated it. It took it as its a kid, toll. Yeah. Yeah. It, was a, it was a hard thing. And I my last winter there as a twenty one year old, I was like, This is my last fucking winter here. Like wow. I made that decision. And but the so the first time I visited the desert that when I was sixteen years old, it was magical. Like it was like another I landed on Mars. I couldn't yeah. have been in a more different place than what I was used to, what I grew up. I love I Joshua up. Tree. And I, Joshua Tree is one yeah. of my favorite places in the world now. It's yeah. my it's my sort of escape here. We should do this. We should have a trip. We should get Renee to go too because she wants to astral project in the desert together. The desert is powerful though. There is something. Oh, yeah. And also like so is so are the mountains. Well, and so, especially you know, for Earth. The I desert, feel like Earth and air would connect. I connect with the desert. With the desert yeah. Though. Yeah. I definitely feel a connection there. Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, I can set fire to anything, so I'm good at it. <laughs> <laughs> I get torn between the mountains and the desert. Constantly. I do too. I do too. Yeah, and mountains are definitely wow. the variety of landscape uh, in the mountains is you know, and the fresh water close by is very appealing. Yeah. Yes. The driving up the mountain and having to take Dramamine not appealing. <laughs> You don't like driving up the mountain? Well, well I get Dramamine. motion sick. Aww. Oh. So I need like Dramamine to go up those windy roads. That's a cancer thing. That's those a- are cra- Have you been to Big Sur? Have you I, driven to Big Sur? I have not been to Big Sur, but I've been, um, I love like Flagstaff, which is similar either. to Big Sur, right? <gasps> like in landscape know? wise? No. I feel like Flagstaff is, uh, it has this feel, even though it's in Arizona, it doesn't feel like an Arizona town. It feels like, because it's right by Colorado, so it does feel like a mountain town. Like, that's a mountain town. And it it's also sure a does. college town. I, so um, it feels more uh, Colorado to me. Big Sur is so California. Like, it's so, so California. Because it's that amazing, you're on these bluffs, very dramatic, it's almost like Scotland, and then you have these crashing waves, and then you have these giant redwoods to the other side. Okay, I'm, I think I, I must have been thinking of somewhere what else. So we, it's Matt, it is, so that, talk about a vortex, like that place has to be one of the most spiritual places, and there's a oh place, Esalon, the Esalon Institute, that has been, this. these are sacred waters, so the, the um, this is a spa retreat it's very expensive very 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 bougie now but these waters have been worshipped by the native people for thousands of years wow and then in the like the turn of the century when like the 1890s like the victorians were so into the spring waters and healing Mm -hmm. waters and all that stuff they took it over and then it turned to the esalon institute soon after that so like in the 20s or 30s i think I may be wrong about that, but I think they've been in operation for a long time. But 
it has been, you can go there and be in these waters that have been worshipped. Wow, empowered by thousands it. Yeah. of years. And so it really does feel, and like, I think, you know, just those forests are, it's some of the oldest trees in the world, you know. Oh, we have so, yeah, back, California I mean, really I'm not even, this amazing. isn't to bring it back to America, but we have <laughs> so much in this country. We do. Angela's real pro-America. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one oh, thing that you should God, read the comments on the, on the podcast. <laughs> well, hey, that's why it's so upsetting what's going on right now. Yeah, it's because we are need better to than this. Preserve mm-hmm. what we we have. Yes. such beautiful land here. We have like we do have, you know, so many institutionalized horrible things that have mm-hmm. been a part of America, but it's also been really like there's so much good that is here you, that we need to preserve and we need to embrace and we need to lift yes. up yes and to get and, rid of all that other and shit. let's start uh celebrating our diversity i mean even in the handmaid's tale diversity is celebrated <laughs> all different colors of women you know, are being I think uh, used as cattle tale, because we've been talking about the handmaid's tale a lot, a lot yeah lately, Perry just started I just started it. and i'm obsessed oh my god i the the last no one spoilers no spoilers oh, no, never never what have i spoiled something you come so close to spoiling. <laughs> that, i get i get right up on the edge and i dangle my toes no i don't spoil i don't spoil i'm really good about it you can't even talk about specifics okay of episodes, i won't i won't especially I won't. the last one I won't. at the end you can't, you which I, you were getting ready to oh say at the God. end don't. no 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 at the end of no uh, no 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 i'm not gonna spoil it here's what i'm saying at the end i was like fuck i have to know what's happening i have to know what's happening and i'm like going down wormholes trying to figure out how all those people hack into stuff oh, like I've I got to know what's coming next and I feel that way after every episode yeah I know stuff. I go down crazy wormholes after the, each episode too. Oh. I'm like, who's this person who does is it this come out I at get... midnight on Tuesdays how do we get it well see I am not fast. caught up I oh, am God. just behind I just started season three because you know I watched season one and two in like five days mm-hmm. yeah like that. yeah I haven't slept in a while no but, me neither um, yeah no I did <laughs> overrated I did a, a huge binge <laughs> I put it off for a long time because I just didn't... Too close. It was too close. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't want that to be a part of my psyche. Like I knew, the I read the book in high school and I knew exactly what it was about. And I just, I felt like I was, if I was going to watch some entertainment, I wanted to escape and I yes. didn't want something to be, you know, and I also, I actually go back and forth with this show because there are some things that I'm not 100% on board with. And there are some things that I feel like, is this torture porn after a while? Like watching someone like in misery episode after episode and you're just waiting for that glimmer of hope and you get that little glimmer of hope and you get rewarded and you're like, oh, so she she saw her daughter. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like, what am I doing with myself? So, yeah. So I do, I am a little conflicted about it. I think it's really well done in a lot of ways. I think it's a good cautionary tale and it, well, you guys know, you guys know, because I rolled up with a big spec script pitch for both of you, <laughs> inspired by Handmaid's Tale, the best horror movie. Let's just put up, let's say 2020. Nope, that's too soon. I don't know what year it is. 2022. The best horror movie of 2022 is this fucking All movie. All right, well, Brandy you, you can't Posey give it away. No, can't talk no, any, any details no, about it. but... Would I have intellectual come, property? Would, and would all. Brandy and I have come up with this brilliant thing if it weren't for Handmaid's Tale? Probably, but <laughs> but we didn't because Handmaid's well, Tale. I think to like one of the things prominent. that like one of the big overarching 
you know, for me, like concepts here, that is <laughs> Jesus, pray, get that it together. when we're talking about like what's going on with like the kids now and the camps and all these yeah. things, it's this idea of separateness and the uh, for so for so long we've been so like hell bent on this is us and that's everybody else and whether it's like well the United States of America we're the best and it's like there's this idea of separateness when we, and we've we're putting all these obstacles yeah. in between us and people who are exactly the same of us oh yeah and. And I oh, think once we realize that, and it's like, and the internet is really supercharging yeah. all of this in a fast-forwarded way because it is showing us all inherently, everyone alive who has any kind of awareness about the world today understands just how connected we all are. And so now these ancient ideals of you know nationalism or yeah. individualism even. Yeah. And you know, and then on the flip side of things you have all these other things that are getting all these other different labels that people are using to differentiate themselves from other people yeah. which are healthy for self-identity. But some people look at them as like, "Oh, you're trying to you're just trying to put more barriers between right. me and you." And it's like so it's it's this whole convoluted mess that's it's being so, supercharged and <clears throat> happening so fast. It's something that I I can't identify with at all. And I think like when I it's almost like I'm not a sports person. Ew. And I know that <laughs> <laughs> No, and I I understand people sorry, that are Sorry, Ryan. people that are into <laughs> sports, but it's like and, and I like sports. I like this the activity of doing sports. Yeah. But be, but be, having Watching, a team yeah. and being um you know devoted to that team and this is my team and and people are like that about their colleges too if they went to like a Big 10 college and and I have dated guys like that or had friends that were very devoted to their school and their team and I, it's something that I, it's so foreign to me. Um, and I feel that way about nationalism in a lot of yeah. ways too. Like I feel, I can feel very patriotic about my country, especially I feel it when I'm traveling a lot of times. I, I feel proud of some of the things about yeah. our country that are <clears throat> Well, like how great. we have just one handle on the faucet that goes hot and cold instead of two different ones. That <laughs> That's so fucking... This has been bothering her Weird. But I... <laughs> <laughs> but I thought... So Kamala Harris had posted something on Facebook the other day about, of course, there's all this stuff that has come to light and new um, information about these children that are held in these facilities it's so awful and the, the conditions are beyond worse than we could imagine and there's children dying and you know she had a very simple message about it and um and the the top comment one of the top comments was well these aren't our children oh my god neither are all those these children you're forcing us to give children. birth to when you make yeah, uh, when you outlaw. Well, so you this think, is interesting. You think it's just white women. I, like, so I I responded. I I, I feel yes. like I don't engage much anymore on social media with this kind of stuff because yeah. I can't engage with the strangers and trolls. Yes. Like because people like, aren't engaging with people. No, they now just want to fight. There's, yeah, there's no. never a person online. It's it's no. it's yeah. just an identity. It's, it is. There's, there's, you never can have a full person present to have no. a conversation with. No, that's and it's not the way not, it works. Like I. Um, you know, I don't even want to get into it, but I just couldn't help myself because yes, it was so yeah. cold and so horrible. And I was like, the, 
human like the lack of humanity in people right now hiding behind whatever their sense of politics is mm-hmm. is so baffling to oh me. my god it I is i don't get it and he so he responded i bet you believe in abortion and oh the irony god. the irony of it is so crazy to me because this is someone who there. clearly is against abortion and in the same breath talking about how these children don't matter because they aren't our children. And you can't even make words that no. he will hear. There no. aren't even words that a fucking idiot bigot like that. No. Itty gibbet. What would you call an idiot, idiot bigot? There's got to be a way to make those words one. <laughs> how do you make it shorter? A big idiot. Big idiot. Big idiot. <laughs> Is there. there a big what idiot? A big a idiot. Big oh, idiot. there you That's great, Ryan. Look big at you. That, look at the one person who's not yeah. drinking making words. <laughs> There's... Seriously, and then yeah. it's hard because you give your power. Up I gotta make a note a about. Like I'm that. sorry. I'm gonna have to oh, make yeah, a note make about that the note. lack. Oh, that's good. The lack TM of humanity that. that you mentioned. Yeah. It's like really, it really just kind of like blasted off into my, like my brain went like full speed. Ryan, to like, has I'm a thinking crazy about like transhumanism brain. and like these people want to download consciousness into robot suits. Now it's like. Like or just living in virtual realities. Oh my God, you just gave me a great idea. All these things, like An these, like the, the lack of humanity is there. When people mm-hmm. say, well, "Like, are you still human?" And right. some people will say, "Well, human being human is being a physical human body." And other people will say, "No, it's the consciousness." Yeah. And so that's mm-hmm. a big argument. But I think, really, to be human is to have compassion. Oh my God! Thank and you. That's to beautiful. Have, to show empathy. Yeah. And I mean humanity, but to that's be human. where we are in this country. I think there—that's the biggest divide. Yep. Is not not the party lines. It's not politics. It's empathy and it's compassion. Yeah. Yes, and we've got part of the country that has it, and part of the country that doesn't have it, and that part of the country that doesn't have it is a huge part of the country and it's so scary right it now. is it is and i don't know what we do except uh, we wish do for a plague i mean what do, how do you school an how idiot? do you how do, how you, do you change their mind sh- you can't i'm being i'm not being compassionate yeah, it seems to me like it's very selective empathy it is it is it's super selective like, to certain degrees because i it's, would argue that these right. people probably okay. have empathy in their in maybe their, their family and they're for their, their family, family. Exactly. maybe they love their children but that's what I I because their don't children understand. smell like I them. They, or I don't mean like they stink. I mean they smell their pheromones coming but out how, and they recognize their. But you have to practice how do you it. Differentiate that. Yeah, I, that's what I have a hard time with, and I I certainly know some people, family members, um, <laughs> who are that way, and they love their family, and they're devoted to their family, and they have zero empathy for oh, the others. That's so bizarre. Because I do think it's a skill set, and it's a it's yeah. a it's something you have to practice uh, yeah. and nurture. Empathy should be taught in schools. Well, and now with the internet, empathy is going away. It's ever since. So I wrote I wrote this crazy podcast series that's probably never going to see the light of day. But one of the episodes, not with that attitude, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I think I I think it's getting. I, I don't think the guy who who contracted me to it knows what to do with it now. Um, it's also kind of dated. Did but you get paid? Oh yeah, I got okay, paid a lot. Well, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I wish it would see the day. It was, it's good. But um, one of the things that we touch on is empathy and how it we've we've kind of altered our empathy. There was a huge decline in empathy the year that what the hell American Idol 
and Survivor came out the same year, and that was when the empathy started to decline. Are you saying reality shows have changed our yeah, empathy level? Yeah, it started with reality shows, and now we have now we have social media where we can say horrible things to each other without gauging the reaction on our faces. I needed a reason to hate reality TV more. <laughs> I know! <laughs> well, I definitely think social media has lowered our empathy. Oh, yeah. You know, when we can scroll past horrible things. Mm-hmm. It's true. Where we could take it in for a second, a microsecond, and we're like, oh, that's horrible. Oh, what's next? Oh, look at the puppy. Yeah. Oh, what's next? I don't think yep. we're built yeah. for, I don't think we as no. individuals are built currently. You know how they always say like, so uh, this is dragging behind technology. Technology is advancing past, faster than this mm-hmm. other thing. Well, I think technology- Humans are dragging. We are dragging. Like, I don't think we are individually prepared for processing global trauma. Uh, as quickly as it came upon us. Mm. Before, you had, to, you had to process the trauma of your tribe, of your village, oh, right? Yeah. And now you have, now we are aware of every person out of the 7 billion plus who is dead or experiences a, a plane crash yep. or an earthquake or a fire or a gun shooting. Now we are aware of all of this trauma constantly, every single day because of our tech connectivity to one another and like we are the generation of people all these multiple generations that are here now that have to like you know we have to be the ones who figure out how to process yeah. this. and that is oh i mean i love ice cream but if somebody well, dumped if someone brought an ice cream truck to my house and said you have to eat this whole truck right now i'd be like i can't i can't process wow this, good like, job like there's just no way for the individual that's a good, good but we analogy. have to figure out how is well, the point what i so interesting is this new generation that's coming up like the parkland students mm. generation what do we call that the g z i don't know the, i think there's z the or something z. yeah i can't i don't they're know triple x z. i don't they're, know I don't where know. we are um i think there's z but this generation is so interesting to me and there's i'm so hopeful yeah. like they actually give me hope versus the millennials which you know i love I love you all millennials too, but uh, the, the Generation Z has, you know, has been born into a dark time and they have been shaped by that. And yet they are the most forward thinking. They're kind of the most progressive, gender fluid, open minded. Like you see yeah. it in like teen shows on television right now. I feel like there's such a great trend in terms of like, it's all very open and progressive and um and i but i i think that they've caught up yeah like i think you're right that we haven't caught up that there's like there's definitely generations after that were like we're not ready we're not processing it right but these kids grew up with crazy technology yes yeah it's and funny they're ready too. they're it's, already yeah. integrated into well it's, this. i guess it's, it's one thing if it's your life from the beginning but yes but yeah. also you hear these old comedians say oh these kids are too sensitive blah 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 and the comedians complain about mm. the jokes they can make these kids are sensitive period they are and whatever for whatever reason because we're all they're bo- very thoughtful i think we're back in age of aquarius or i think these kids are the age of aquarius kids the second round mm. since the 60s i'm pretty sure that's the, that we're having it right now there's actually a post that i have to read to post to our facebook that is about age of aquarius coming back so i think that's who these kids Interesting. are but yeah they're they actually well, the crystal do, children they are the rainbow children well those are, those are the older right the no, yeah uh, they're still being born indigo though. children rainbow and then crystal i think okay. we've got rainbow think. coming in right now okay. i think oh, it's I still it was rainbow crystal. i can't keep track but they're all indigo yeah they have but large they are eyes. a magical generation they are they are well and, and the thing is when you hear like 
Jerry Seinfeld complain about his daughter. Oh God. They are born under very different me- mega planets. So like their generations do it's not It's like align. Louis C.K. and Jerry Seinfeld oh like, talking about the young, the young, the, you yeah. know, they're, they're the olds and yeah. complaining yeah. about the young yeah. ones. Oh, it's so weird women. And Joe Biden, we don't like to be, tu- women don't like to be touched by strangers. What is this? Like, oh God. But I'm Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a stranger. <laughs> I'm Joe Biden. That is for real probably something he has said out loud. People love when his handlers when tell him. him stop touching women. Oh uh, my god. I'm Joe Biden. <laughs> I, wish, I wish everyone could see Ryan's face right now. <laughs> it's good. He I mean it's I'm believing good. it. It's I'm like good. he's like in full on like imitation mode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's 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 do this magic moment. Let's do this magic. So if you're looking, I mean, there are ways you can, there's ways to go online and, you know, seek out uh, opportunities to have your voice well, heard yeah. in, in other ways. I think we need to all go to the fucking, where are these children now? I keep saying, when do the buses, when do we start going on buses and stand outside and scream? When yeah. does that happen? Because I mean, so that's what has to happen. like the Southwest and Texas. It's I will like get on a bus. Borders, Somebody so. message me and tell me where to go and when we're doing it and I will be there. Um, uh, and I'll probably drag Ryan and Barry to it too. Yeah, now. let's do it. Let's go. Seriously. Well, Road trip. well here's we the thing about too about this. Arizona. So. Like when it comes to trying to understand, it's overwhelming for people when they try to understand what they can do because there's so much different things happening constantly around us. And you feel helpless. So pick something that you are most passionate about. You know, it's like, it's not compartmentalizing. It's like, it's specifying. It's looking, where do you want to be the help? Where can you be the most help? And with your skill set and with what you really believe in. I just heard Jessica Laniato, I think is how you say her name. She does Ghost of a Podcast. She's this brilliant medium and astrologer and just like compassionist extraordinaire i don't know if compassionist is a word it that, is yeah, now i feel like you made that up but i like it yeah yeah she's incredible i've talked about her before i think she just said on sunday because the planets are fucked right now we're fucked we i was telling you this when we were hiking I feel it there is there there's an alignment <laughs> that we haven't had since the holocaust i'm over this shit and, right yeah. yes yeah. i told somebody this the other day yeah right and and another one that we haven't had since medieval times Ugh. so right now so it's fucked. really really hardcore warning yeah. warning we gotta take push action through this. yeah and she said this beautiful thing i started to cry listening to this it was just it, so when you guys hear this it's like two weeks prior um her, it goes to a podcast but she said um she was she was calling for action and she said and she said that we all are very desperate to take action and she said even if you just take three days to do something just and you think well it's only three days just trust that someone else is going to do it for three days and someone else will do it for the next three days and we'll just get a whirlwind like we'll just get Mm, snowball uh, Hand effect off going. that baton. Yes, but it's true. If you just look at it as like, well, I'll do this because it's all I have time for. But I, and and you have to make time too because we all think we don't have time. But if we do oh, yeah. something, I mean, election comes around, I'm going door to door again. I'm doing everything yeah. again. Like, yeah. and I did for Obama. Yeah. I mean, that was do or die. Right. But like, um, yeah, this is bad. I did put together this is critical. It is. It's well, right. uh, the, these fucking children. Like, I know this is so, insane. Angel- so you've put together a yes. spell, yes. for okay. the children that are now, yeah. So here's aged. something, yeah. And I know, don't be thinking, yeah, but all those witches tried to bind Trump and it didn't work. Trump put sigils on everything. Trump, Brandy Prosey said this to me. She's like, he put his sigil on everything. He's basically untouchable. He He's like a, a big freaking prince of hell now. Yeah. And I mean, not that the, all the princes of hell are bad. I don't want to get in a fight with any of them. but Or kings, for that matter. We just had this talk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> especially the kings. Um, but 
we can do something. If we if we throw up our arms and say there's nothing we can do, then we attract nothing. You know. Okay. Um, so tell when, us when this tell is us what when to this do, yes I will I will guide you all. This is your magic you moment. This is your magic moment. So when you guys are hearing this, we'll do just you have magic had, moments like music, like special music. I want to have special you music, should do, you but should do something. you know Ryan's real busy and he edits these. So. <laughs> Wait, we we really had this magic moment. We, there, we I music. think we briefly brought this up one time for like a minute. And then, so now I'm being oh, made aware oh, I haven't asked you to do it because yeah, you're busy. Yeah. And, and he's oh, been I'm sorry. I was not a, a plan. Picking a fight, that, Prairie. Just, Don't I'll get us him. fighting, no. Prairie. You know what? I'm over this shit. <laughs> Mic drop. Well, I'm Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Your she face. made my dick not work. <laughs> <laughs> that witch cast a spell, cast two do on my dick. I'm Joe Biden. I need uh, an ice cream truck. I just wanted to get all the sound bites in. Yeah, um, I, just, I love that you're bringing back the ice cream truck. <laughs> it's, it's, Bring it all back. It's my Joe Biden happy place after he grabbed everybody's ass. I have to go oh, to a good place okay. with him. I mean, not I give him no leeway on this. But um, so when you guys are listening to this, we will have just had a new moon that is setting new intent, and this is really a great time to do it. Okay. So. I want to talk about voodoo for a moment. I know voodoo is kind of scary because voodoo is often like being possessed by a deity and you don't have to go there, but their voodoo was originally practiced by the oppressed. There is this voodoo um, goddess, Maman Bridget. She's foul mouthed. She's the goddess of justice. Mm. She's one of the most powerful. Yes. She's one of the most powerful goddesses of the dead. Um, She's considered a death God and she's the one who appears as a bride but she's a corpse bride, which is, I mean, not Ooh. scary. People, I think our listeners are like cool with this shit. Any so. bride is beautiful. <laughs> Dead or alive. Can you guys tell David's Bridal is one of our new sponsors? <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> so, okay. So whenever you guys see, especially New Orleans, like cemeteries, graves piled with piles of rocks, mm. that's like a big nod to her. Um, she loves rum and hot peppers. Of course she does. She loves fire. You know, that's my kind of girl. Um, And uh, if you do want to talk to her or feel her inside of your body, which this is not the spell, don't worry. Um, But you just go to a cemetery and figure out who the first woman buried there was. And you go to their grave and that's where she will come through. She comes through the first woman buried in every cemetery. She's fucking awesome. But so she... Was um, she was she came from Bridget, the Celtic goddess of healing and poetry, um, and <clears throat> when the the um, when the slaves were uh, sent to Haiti and everything, or servants from Ireland and Scotland were sent to Haiti, they brought their legends and love of Bridget, and then she was absorbed into voodoo as um, as Maman Brigid. So um, her specialty is reunited reuniting the dead with the living healing saving people from the brink of death and removing curses so i think she's a really good one right now um she also has a great sense of humor don't be afraid if you if i mean if you want to go down a weird place like fucking conjure her because i think she would be very useful right now um i think uh whatever i mean we're it's end of times get a get a fucking deity inside of your body um (laughs) i would also say and there are four there are the four phases of a voodoo ritual voodoo singing is very big now you if you if you don't pay her she's not nobody's gonna get in your body unless you're really fucking up your shit like you gotta be in a dark place anyway to be possessed so you don't have to you can invoke her without being possessed by her it's totally fine 
Um, but I personally am going, I love her in the back of my mind, but I'm going to stick with. <laughs> it's more like a lease to buy. This is, yeah. It's but a I lease like with it. an option to I buy. Like, I really like voodoo. But anybody who does practice voodoo fucking do this right now because this is the religion of the oppressed. Voodoo is the religion That's of the oppressed. That's interesting. I need to know, I need to learn more about yeah. voodoo. Oh, voodoo's amazing. I feel like, uh, you know, just culturally sort of, it's been passed down as this dark magic. And you I know. mean, the voodoo gets a little dark because there's a lot of like sacrifices and stuff happen mm. with, or animal sacrifices, which I do not, I'm not into at all. Um, also but goats, so, right? And I do know goats, that there's chicken, certain, blood, chicken blood. yeah, bloodletting. There's certain aspects like, of voodoo I've been told that, you know, aren't supposed to be leaving the, you know, the immediate culture. Mm. Uh, so oh, I believe that. So it becomes difficult to, I guess, find some like legitimate, you know, stuff on it when it comes <laughs> to like specific rituals oh. and things like that because it's very protected. You got to talk to somebody who does voodoo, and right? That's and then why maybe they won't even yeah. share it with yeah. you. Yes, exactly. I actually like that idea that we don't really even know what nope. voodoo is because it's so protected. Yeah, even some of the Santeria stuff that yeah. I've caught wind of. Um, well. So this was crazy timing because this is actually, this I would have been telling you guys about even if Renee had not just given me this very special present. She just gave me a candle that was lit um, and it's called um, the, oh, what's it called? Sorry, you guys. It's the, it's, it's the the crazy Bridget flame, the per, per, eternal flame or something. Okay, so sacred fire of Bridget in Kildare burned for over 600 years, tended by Bridget and 19 of her nuns. When Bridget left Earth and passed into the realm of spirit, it was said that the nuns took turns tending the flames, and on the 20th night, Bridget would return to watch over the sacred flames once more. So from ancient times, women gathered to tend the sacred flame of Bridget, both priestess and nun alike. So this is like a real kind of uh, lady power thing, this flame. Um, Bridget has healing powers. She brings miracles to those who desperately need them. Um, very compassionate with the afflicted and especially powerful when healing the blind. Um, just really a really great goddess to call on. So um, it, uh, this also really resonates with me because my mom was always big on lighting these homecoming candles. And she did this a lot. We have this, uh, her dead brother. Um, but this was always like when the ghosts, this, this was like our scariest ghost stuff when my mom would light these homecoming candles. So I'm thinking about this and th I really like this personally. When I do this spell on the new moon, you guys do it whenever as much as possible really. Um, I'm going to think of this as a homecoming candle and I'm going to picture these kids going home, like real home, not just to another fucking place where they have no soap. Um, oh, the perpetual flame of Bridget. So Renee gave me this candle that had been lit by the perpetual flame of Bridget. So now any candle I light, the idea is it passes on the flame of Bridget that's been eternal, which is fucking crazy. Mm. I didn't even know this was a thing you could get, this candle. Um, so, um, okay, here's what I want you guys to do. You want to meditate and raise your vibration. This is always important. Um, I love what you just told me about talking shit about people lowers your, lowers your vibration. Yeah, I loved that, and that's exactly what it does. Like, and and there's venting and there's processing something, which you know you should have like a very sacred ear that you do that with. Not all your friends talking shit about somebody, but think about the things that raise your vibration and do those before you do magic like this. Mm. Um, I would advise let using a white candle, but sometimes different colors speak to different people. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use a white candle for this. I'm going to light that candle. I'm going to focus on the flame. I'm going to call on Bridget. 
my ancestors, any allies, maybe my fairies. We'll see if they've brought my shit back. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna picture the Statue of Liberty, who was originally supposed to be a black woman slave breaking her chains, and whose name is Mother of Exiles, and she is basically our American deity and a form of Bridget. Um, there is a poem inscribed at the base of the Statue of Liberty. You can Google this and read it. And I'm going to read it because it is so good. The New Colossus by Emin Lazarus. Not like the brazen giant of Greek fame with conquering limbs astride from land to land. Here at our sea-washed sunset gates shall stand a mighty woman with a torch whose flame is the imprisoned lightning and her name. Mother of exiles from her beacon hand glows worldwide welcome her mild eyes command. The air-bridged harbor that twin cities frame Keep ancient lands your storied pomp, cries she, with silent lips. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. The wretched refuse of your teeming shore, send these, the homeless, tempest-tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. Read that. Read it as many times as you need. Those are That's a powerful poem. Stare into your flame. Um, depending on, you guys work whatever stuff you like into this. Picture those kids and don't picture where they are, but picture them being returned, being reunited with their families, being cared for properly, getting all their needs met. And when you feel really solid, when you see that picture have color to it and really come to life in your mind, ring your altar's bell and picture the Liberty Bell and picture its crack. Ring that bell, send the energy out and seal your spell touch the ground, let any remaining energy go into the earth, thank all your allies and ancestors, and then whenever you see shitty fucking news about these children, when you see comment, when you are dealing with bullshit online, ring your bell. Ring your bell and know that it is sending positive energy their way, and every time you do it, picture them free and happy. And if enough of us keep doing this and enough of us keep seeing them free, we'll see them free in real life. Oh, that's beautiful. I got to get a bell. You do got to get, get a bell. bell. I need to get a bell too. You, I can really make a bell good. out of something. I need an altar. I know. I keep telling you this. <laughs> I'll help you. I'll help you. Maybe on Friday altar. we go over your altar an checklist. Altar, yeah. I'll give you something for it yeah. too. But, uh, right. You're doing a reading for me on Friday. Yeah. I'm very excited. I'm excited about that too. Well, this has been super fun. This has been a ton of fun. Thanks so much for coming And that was beautiful. Over. Thank you for that yeah. uh, magic moment. For, for looking all that stuff yeah, up and, and coming up with something really beautiful. cool. Thanks, you guys. Somebody tried to tell me magic is selfish and that's why she doesn't like it and it doesn't have to be selfish. Also, mm-hmm. selfish isn't a bad word. If you're a compassionate person, selfish is caring about other people sometimes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that was lovely. I, I hope everyone does it. Yeah. Well, let's remind people where they can find you. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I'm uh, bit by a fox on all the social medias and uh, my blog, my podcast is Bit by Fox Podcast. And um, yeah, so, and I, I will be, um, will be doing like, it won't be like a crossover necessarily, but we'll do another Perry has a different format. You guys. As a Virgo, any on. earth signs appreciate this, that Perry has a very different format. I have a format. <laughs> I have a very specific format. Well, the spread was, so. I mean, we've had cheese and fruit and uh, vegetables and this has been it's, great. Yeah. Thank you so I'm much. This makes me like realize I need to step up the, the old uh, podcast. Yeah. Game. Oh, yeah. Nice. Elevate your, your, uh, hmm. your game. 
Yeah, and olives. <laughs> oh, I love olives. Well, oh, and if yeah. anybody likes yeah. beautiful photos, Prairie's Instagram is maybe my favorite. Oh, it's so you are so good. Oh, You're so good thanks. at just curating and getting the best moments. Oh. Oh, thank you. Yeah, well, thanks thank for you. having us over today. Yeah, it's been so fun, and um, I can't wait to listen to this. Yeah, me too. <laughs> we'll listen to it I mean, over, the and over. But And the important thing to remember... This shit is real. <laughs> oh, we forgot the website and stuff, but that doesn't matter. Okay. This is where the magic happens.com. <laughs> <laughs>